Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Crossroads Conversations. Today we'll be discussing Vacation Bible School and today's mm-hmm. topic, the, the title for today's show is Why VBS, Why Vacation Bible School. So on today's show we have Robert Harmon, Pastor Greg Gosselin, and I'm Ricky Kennedy. And um, yeah, let's talk about Vacation Bible School. So the first thing on the agenda is some stories from Vacation Bible School. Um, mine, first thing I remember is, I'm diving in, I'm going deep in over my head. I want to be caught in the rush, lost in the flow. Cutting over my head, I want to go. The river's deep, the river's wide, the river's water. It. Y'all know, remember that? Yes, yeah, submerged. So sink or swim, I'm diving in. Everybody, come on in. I'm just kidding. That's, really, that's not your very first Bible school, that's is it? That's the one I remember. That's. Did that's, you not go to Bible school as a kid? Off and on. Yeah, off and on. That's wow. the one. That's that's the one I remember. I was partially plugged into church when I was a kid. Huh. And so that was probably, I don't know. I was probably seven, eight, nine at that time. But that one all always stuck with me. Stephen Curtis Chapman song, I'm Diving In. <laughs> That's Stephen Curtis Chapman, right? I think it is. I can go with you and say I'm yes. sorry. I will. If if I gave wrong credits, I'm sorry. I'm diving in. What about you guys? I don't remember vacation Bible school as a kid. I just, we had too much going on in the summer, and the churches didn't get out and promote it like they did now with all the promotional material and stuff they did. It was... You know, you never, you know, I just can't remember. Well, my mom was kind of a pillar of the church. So we were, we were in Bible school growing up. And my first one I remember, I couldn't have been four years old. And I remember making (laughs) a pot holder, uh, like you put your hot pots on a hot plate made out of popsicle sticks. And um, that was it. And so I thought that was the coolest craft in the whole world. I'd never seen popsicle sticks. I still remember it like it was uh, yesterday. And so I remember walking down the hallway, and our church was kind of built like a Spanish mission. Because remember, I was raised in Miami. So it had, you know, had courtyards. And I remember walking down the, the breezeway and looking in a, in a classroom, and they were making some, another class was making those hot plates. And I remember the teacher having to fight me because I kept wanting to go in the room and make another one with some other random class. Don't even remember how old they were, but I remember I got in trouble for it because I kept trying to get into that class to make me another hot plate. <laughs> and no, we do not have any of those at my house. <laughs> oh, man. So we were sitting around in, in our staff meeting earlier today, and three out of seven people were saved at a VBS. That's at amazing, the Vacation Bible School. So yeah, that that was that was pretty eye opening at the thought of how impactful Vacation Bible School has been, you know, throughout the decades. Gosh, the amount of believers who have gotten saved at Vacation Bible School. That's a that was a, gl- a snapshot of a a pretty pretty big perspective there. My youngest son was um, saved during Bible school. And he was called the and he's been called to the ministry and all because of Bible school. I think well, I can't say all because you know we did a lot of work at home, but I was thrilled to death when he came home and said he he had done that in Bible school. I think it's really grown 
because you see it more and more. Every church, every place is doing it. So, I mean, it's really grown. It might have been not out, not as open back in the day, you know, not unless you was involved in the church, but now it's more open. Right, more inviting people to come. It's more right. Of a it was kind of like if you don't go to church, you know, you can't kind of go to vacation Bible school. Because I never had nobody as a kid remember coming up and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. you want to go to vacation Bible school?" The only thing I can remember church wise is they used to send these flyers out in the school and go to the pizza party, and they go there and they'd have uh, Domino's pizza and, and cokes and refreshments, and you know they'd be trying to get people saved and. So when we first started doing, I remember when as a kid, but also my first Bible school I worked, I was in high school, and our Bible schools were two weeks long, and they were two weeks long all the way up into the 80s, possibly the 90s. We did we did 10 days of vacation Bible school. Why so long? It's just the way it was done. I thank God we don't do it that long anymore. We'd never find uh, workers. But it was important. It was a great. It was a great means of outreach. We've been doing Bible school as Southern Baptists since the nineteen since nineteen twenty. Whose idea time. was it to come up with say, hey, we're gonna have a week or two week long of vacation Bible school? And... Well, it started in the eighteen hundreds. I think it was like eighteen ninety five or something like that that the first officially recorded VBS was, hmm. and it was used as a means of reaching uh, people, not just boys and girls, but um, all age groups with the gospel. It was, it was, it was a, a focused on evangelism as a means of reaching people. Well, when did it start really starting to change? Because I remember as a kid, you know, you didn't see like twists and turns or, you know, this vacation Bible school or this one. When did it really start to make a turn and, and turn around, you know, like getting more out so, there towards everybody? Yeah, so vacation Bible school went through a huge change in the 90s. So it was, again, two weeks long. It was um, not thematic. It was just random Bible stories. There was not a strong theme. And then they came up with, oh, the Good News Stampede. Ricky, that was probably before you were even born. And um, it was a cowboy theme, and it was it was heavily, heavily thematic. So the music was all Western. Um, the, I forgot what the Bible stories were, but the, the songs were, were great. Um, everyone decorated with hay bales and, and it was such a huge hit. And then churches just all of a sudden caught on fire and started doing Bible school where it was a lot of fun. Uh, things were, you know, like every, every single thing, at least in Lifeways VBS, everything that we do from the moment the child walks onto our campus to the point that they leave our campus is narrowly focused on that day's, um, uh, main Bible topic. It, se- it seems like the Bible, you know, the vacation Bible school now, they got themes, they got programs that help you teach it. You know, they they tell you how to decorate, you know, and it's it's more attracting and more appealing to a younger person. You know, say, for instance, they might have one themed around uh, like twists and turns, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just neat how they come up with the different things. You know, you used to go into Christian Bible schools, not Christian Bible schools, but Christian stores, and you would see the different things for, like, different vacation Bible schools. Now, I notice we do something, and then there's other churches that do other things. Is there different curriculums? Oh, yeah. So I was on the VBS team for the state of Alabama, and I trained for one that was all about outer space. 
this year. We had another guy who was also on our team, and he trained for another curriculum rider, and they were um, dealing with castles and dragons, actually. And, you know, then we had Lifeways, and there's two options for Lifeway this summer. So, Oh, really? Yeah, well, one's a backyard Bible club, as usual, oh, okay. and then this. So the, we kind of already transitioned into why we do Vacation Bible School. So, um, so I have some fun facts here, and I don't have it for Alabama, but they're nationwide facts. This year, twenty last year, 25,000 churches or Southern Baptist churches did Vacation Bible School, and they reached 2.5 million people. And of those 2.5 million people, 70,000 people. Uh, people were saved in Bible school last year as a result of Vacation Bible School. That's pretty amazing. You know, today our average child, um, that average church-attending child, at best will um, attend church two times during a month, which is pretty sad statistic, but a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But if they come to Vacation Bible School, and those, those same kids, and if they attend all five days, and your Bible school is three to four hours long, like most of them are, um, at the end, it's like t- attending for them seven months of, of Sunday school. So that's why it's so important because it's narrowly focused on a central point, and that's evangelism, so people can be exposed to the gospel. But for church kids who, you know, who may already be saved, like this year we're learning about the life of Peter. And Peter, you know, he went from... The, he ran the whole gamut from A to Z with, on his spiritual walk. I mean, we could have done this one on a roller coaster for his, his spiritual walk. He went from walking on water with faith in Jesus to sinking into water, denying Jesus, and then becoming one of the greatest church leaders of all time. Here's something I didn't know until I went to Israel, and I, I probably missed it in the Bible all the time, but when, when they lowered the sheet from heaven, you know, when Peter had the vision of, of the clean and unclean things, and so he went and talked to the centurion at at you know in uh, what was it? I forgot the name of the town. C- Capernaum was that it? Possibly. I remember the story. I don't remember that detail. Uh, Caesarea, Caesarea by the sea, and he talked to the centurion or the soldier, and he became a Christian. Had Peter not listened to the Holy Spirit at that point, and had not gone to Caesarea to talk to this soldier. The gospel would not have been presented to to Gentiles like you and me. They were he was the first non-Jew to hear the gospel story, and because of him, the gospel most likely spread throughout the Roman Empire from him talking to his people and them talking, and because you know Caesarea was a huge port because Peter, Peter listened to the Holy Spirit and did it, and that is why we're learning about the life of Peter. Our church kids aren't going to know that for the most part unless they come to Vacation Bible School. They may have heard of Peter. They may know Peter is a disciple, but they have no idea the ministry that Peter had. So it's good for church kids and unchurched kids. Is that what they kind of do is like theme these vacation Bible schools up around some kind of person or some kind of thing that Jesus did? Well, remember, there's all kinds of curriculum writers. I, if I, I couldn't even make up a number for how many different people are writing vacation Bible schools. But for Lifeway, I can speak to them because I've used them the most. And um, this year it is about the life of Peter. Um, uh, last year was, I didn't, we didn't use, we were a year behind at my other church. So um, we did the dig, and the dig was all about prophecy. Pro- in my book, the greatest Bible school ever written was the dig. I liked the music and everything. So 
you know, that one was amazing. But it was about prophecy and proving Jesus is who he says he was. Next year, it's um, the theme I know has a deal with the uh, seashore, not necessarily the ocean, but the seashore. And I'm not sure what the main point is, but it's, again, it's not studying a Bible person or something like the Beatitudes or something like that. It is random Bible stories that, that prove a point. So, so a kid who attends Vacation Bible School at Crossroads, we're doing Twist and Turns theme mm-hmm. by Lifeway, mm-hmm. and they'll be inundated with the life of, of Peter. Peter. And board games. So the whole theme is board games. What kid does not love board games? So, you know, our rooms will be decorated like Twister and Monopoly, and it's just, it's crazy. And, and the so band excited. will be rocking. The band's going to be rocking out to That's Twists right. and Turns. Yeah, they'll be and twisting turn. and turning. And twist and turn. They'll be turning over dun, Monopoly, dun, 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 Monopoly dun, dun, games. <laughs> they'll be getting, don't get adults on a Monopoly game night. That could be a bad thing. It'll never end. Never end. <laughs> Somebody's always got to win. Yeah, I never played That's Monopoly. Good. I was too ADD. It was it, it took too long. Too long. You know. What about Operation? Yeah, I, I again ADD. I I wanted to get them all, so I I, I killed that you poor know the, guy you over know the, and over again. You know the worst game as a kid to me was you had that little thing, and you timed it, and you had to put them things in. The, Try playing it as an adult. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's horrible. What's it called? A thing where it explodes and all the pieces yeah. fly up in the air, and you got you got you got to insert pieces into the game. Yeah. And you only got a certain amount of time. And then when it pops, the board pops, and all those pieces go flying, and it hits you. It's crazy. I don't like it. Yeah, I can't remember what that game's called. It'd be kind of fun to play that game as adults and have like a ruler, and when it pops, you also get smacked with the ruler. <laughs> that would add a whole new level of the game. No, nah, I got enough of that when I was in kindergarten or school. Stick out your hand, so I've had enough of that. Yeah. So So we derail. So did you say that one of the major focuses of Vacation Bible School is evangelism? Is, eva- is the main focus, yes, evangelism. Okay. How so? How do you see that playing out? Well, with the life of Peter, it starts with this, at least this year, and it starts off with the the call of Peter and how Peter answered Jesus's call, and then how Jesus used him, and how Jesus, I mean, how Peter, how Peter was there at the crucifixion of Jesus. So kids will hear about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and then about how God used him and to touch lives and spread the gospel. So the the teaching content is focused evangelistically. Is that right. what you're saying? Yes. So as in evangelism, can we define evangelism? Reaching out to those who are not currently in relationship with Jesus. Correct. Part of the kingdom of God. Right. It's presenting the gospel to to so that the kids can for Bible school so the kids can understand it and their language. So it's twofold. It's both presenting the gospel to kids and teaching them how to present the gospel to their friends. Is that right. correct? So that's why we want church kids to bring their unchurched uh, friends because, you know, this may be the only time that uh, these kids ever hear the gospel message. Hmm. I was at a church once, and a boy brought his um, his best buddy from his ball team to vacation Bible school. He had never heard he'd never heard about Jesus. He's a he was a second grader. And his parents were not believers, and his grandparents weren't believers. And this boy had never heard the word Jesus until he came to our church. And he got excited. 
and the kid was on fire for Jesus. It was crazy to hear how excited he was to hear something that we were raised, for the most part, hearing our whole life, but it was a first time. And so he was in my discipleship class on Wednesday nights during the summer, and we were going through a catechism. And so he talked about about divergent birth. No way. How in the world could someone be born without a mom and a dad? And it was all new to him, things that our kids take for granted. The Trinity. Try explaining the Trinity to a kid who has no concept of who God is. And that's why we do Vacation Bible School, because we reach kids like him so that they can have a saving uh, relationship and a growing relationship with Christ. I think now his parents are actually going to church with him. They absolutely do go to church whenever you know the kids' choir sings or something like that. He's planting that seed and so right. planting those seed. seeds. That's right. Plant, plant, wa- plant, plant. Watching the trees grow a little bit. It's like you go down the road on Highway 111. There's some pine trees, and you go down there on 143, and there's some other trees. And I've seen them when they were babies, and now they're blooming and blossoming. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. So what can people expect who attend Crossroads Vacation Bible School, which, by the way, is this Sunday, June the 25th right. through Friday. Thursday. Through, through Thursday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. June the 29th. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So this Sunday through Thursday, June 25th through 29th. What can kids expect to experience here if they come at, to our va- vacation Bible school. Well, you know, we have dinner starting, I think, at 5 or 5.30. I can't remember. And they we have dinner. And then from dinner, we go into the worship rally where we'll sing fun songs with our crazy band and singing the twists and turns songs. And then we will have an opening rally where we learn the, learn the memory verse and the motto and kind of high energy, lots of fun. Um, then from there, we go start our first rotation, which happens to be um, music. So we'll all stay in the, in the worship center for music. And then after that, they'll go to their individual classrooms for their Bible study time. And that's where they'll hear, the obviously, the Bible story and focus narrowly towards their age group in terms that they can understand. Our teachers are pumped and excited. And then... Um, after that, they'll start rotating. They'll go to crafts. They'll go to recreation. Um, then they, um, afterward, that's about admissions. And then they go back to the worship center where their parents will pick them up after having an evening of unbelievable fun and learning at the same time. Now, at the at the end of this thing, do they have some kind of? I know we went to one with Jeremiah. He went to a Bible school. Uh, Bible vacation Bible school and they had something and it might be different curriculums I don't know like at the end they had where they got up there and they sing all the songs and the parents come in and and grandparents got to see them is that something that they that you do here oh sure so Thursday after we eat dinner we all go to the worship center families and everybody go to the worship center and the kids will perform their music that they've learned and then afterwards we're going out in the parking lot. We're going to have us some watermelon we're going to cut and eat. And then I th- then we're going to make old school Mr. Potato Heads. And not Ooh. the plastic ones. The not the plastic ones. We're going to be sticking toothpicks and things inside real potatoes. And then if you want to go home and eat your Mr. Potato Head at the end, you can do that. Put him in an Instapot. He'll come out all right after about Greg, 
30 Greg, seconds. tell us how, if anyone has not signed up and they need to sign up, are they are those still available? Oh, yeah. You can sign tell up even, sign even up. during Bible school. You can come even if you can only make it for uh, one or two days. That's still better than no days at all, right? Mm-hmm. So so they can go to the church's website and and sign up for Vacation Bible School there. There's also a place we need to know if they're staying for dinner, um, if they have any allergies. So the sign-up sheet is on our website, so they can go to that, and you'll have to say the name of the website. Okay. Yeah, crossroads.family, and we'll include a link in the description for how to sign up. Thank you so much. It's going to be a great unbelievable week. Our teachers are excited. The kids are excited. All of our leaders doing different things are excited. It is going to be an amazing, fantastically fun week of learning about Jesus. Greg, any other fun facts about Vacation Bible School? Uh, I think we covered all. Did we cover them all? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's more than just fun and games, and it's not our grandparents' Vacation Bible School anymore. Kids don't sit down and hear a Bible story. They get say sit down and they experience a Bible story. It's more hands on and hands on, taught through fun and games, but still the gospel message is not diluted. It's still strong as ever. So good. Well, thanks guys for this conversation and thank you all for tuning in. It's our desire to to encourage and equip you to continue in your journey of faith with Jesus Christ, including Vacation Bible School and uh Blessings to you today, and uh, we'll see you next time.